All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, where we would like a... Well, <laughs> Boop! <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Yummy a cup. <laughs> where we look at the markets and let you know how we are trading these crazy markets. And uh, since we're still live here from Cayman Island, we thought we'd just cut through the whole intro and go right to the markets to see what's happening. And yesterday, markets moving lower again. So right here, we see the S&P 500. And uh, I mean, what, one, two, three, four days straight down. Yeah, four day losing streak there and uh, approaching the lows that we recently had for the year. Uh, today, a little more follow through to the downside, uh, but nasty little dip after that nice rally at the beginning of last week. Yeah, and I think we need to look at the NASDAQ and zoom yep. out because yesterday uh, we had a two year low in the NASDAQ. So if we, if we just go to a, to a weekly chart so that we see of what's happening here. So we have been trading yesterday at price levels that we haven't seen since July 2020. That's a big, uh, a big reversal off of those highs that everybody was excited about in 2021. Right. So, so let's talk about what's happening. What's driving the markets lower here? And I mean, it's all about inflation sure. and interest rates. Yeah, and this is where we've we've talked about it before. But uh, higher interest rates is going to have the biggest impact on growth stocks, and tech stocks tend to be uh, more growth oriented. So, yesterday's slide in the Nasdaq coming from higher rates. What the Fed is likely to do? We had the strong jobs report, which actually supports the Fed keeping uh, rates. Uh, increases uh, at the levels that they have continued to do so, which makes things a little bit tricky for stocks. But you also have the White House uh, and some limitations uh, and restrictions uh, for semiconductor companies selling to China. So that kind of was a. That, that was yesterday, too. and this is where uh, I mean we have the semiconductors like Nvidia, AMD, yeah. uh, Qualcomm, uh, Intel. I mean, all of them went lower, dragging the Nasdaq down because yep. they're heavyweights in the Nasdaqs. And there's, uh, yeah, so some new export rules, um, yeah, for chip stocks. Exactly. That so that not helping things yesterday, um, and that's why the Nasdaq outpaced the major indices are. Right. And then uh, you talked about interest rates. If you're looking at a weekly chart of interest rates, and uh, we look here at the. 10-year bonds we're also trading at levels that we haven't seen since uh let's go back here uh 2010. yeah so levels that we haven't seen in in 12 almost 13 years here 12 and a half years and and that's just weighing overall on it and then there's this this fears i mean uh the ceo of jp morgan said yesterday yeah he's expecting a, a recession within the next six to nine months yes and he also said that Depending on what the Fed does, there could be another 20% dip in the S&P. Okay, well, <laughs> but I, I would take him up on that bet, though. So, I mean, another 20% dip. This means uh, going down another, what, 700 points approximately. So taking us to 2,900. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll see. I, I think this is super pessimistic. I, I, I think so, too, because, again, we, we've talked about with the inflation numbers. They have not shown that we're really seeing uh, interest rates uh, do their job. However, at some point, it's going to catch up. And I think it's a delayed reaction. And so it could be that when we start to see signs 
of uh, deflation, it's going to be quick and the market's going to like that and the Fed's going to love it as well. Yeah. But, but right now, I mean, talk about it, the Fed is staying its course. Uh, so right now, an 85% probability yep. of a 75 basis point hike. And uh, I mean, yesterday we had a Fed member, uh, Brainard, speaking, and uh, she threw the markets a little bit of a bone. And if you look at uh, the five minute chart of the S&P yesterday, after her comments, uh, we, we saw a little bit of a rally right here, not enough yesterday to push the indices into positive territory. Um, but traders liked her comments. I read through the comments. They were super boring. <laughs> but but, but, but in a nutshell, in a nutshell, what she said is, listen, guys, yes, as the Fed, we are determined to fight inflation. And of course, we're keeping an eye on what's happening to the economy. And this is where trader thought, oh, that's a little carrot. There, there's, a, there's a little shimmer of hope that, bye, uh, bye, okay, bye. yeah, <laughs> uh, this is why there was a, a little bit of a rally, but then I uh, should just keep reemphasizing the focus is on fighting inflation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today uh, opened lower and we did see a slide in the morning session. Uh, there were quite a few uh, opportunities to consider with the wheel scanner. Uh, it looks like we've come off those session lows, though, in a little bit of a turnaround. Yeah, but before we talk about these opportunities and also our positions and what we saw here, it's interesting because we had four losing days in a row. And uh, this morning when the markets opened, I mean, we had uh, some mastermind students here say, oh, another down day. And I said, don't call it just yet. Don't call it just yet. I mean, we see that right now the Dow, for example, has already turned positive for the day. The S&P is still down. And uh, you ran some numbers because you saw that uh, over the past five years, there were some quite interesting numbers. Yeah, I, I need to do an update for some of the more recent data that we've had. But I did this uh, earlier this year. Uh, I looked at the last five years. What would happen if we have four consecutive losing days and 61% of the time we actually finished higher on that fifth day? So if I was playing the odds, I was playing the numbers, I would bet on an update. And that's what we do. We play the numbers because nobody can predict what the markets are doing. All we can do is play the odds, play the probabilities. And uh, yeah, with, with that said, uh, let's talk about uh, what popped up on the scanner this morning because there were quite a few interesting opportunities that we were considering. Yes, yes. With the sell off in the morning and the lower open and follow through from yesterday, we had a bunch pop up on the scanner. We've actually already traded Marriott, but that was one that looked good this morning. Um, 128 to 131 was kind of that range. We see right now 129, 130, 131 all available um, for this Friday. I, I still think it's a solid trade. Yeah. And I mean, we sold the 133 strike expiring this Friday. So we have another four days, including today. So we will see where we end up. Right now we are trading at 138. Uh, it seems that also Marriott has come off the lows. I'm very happy with the 133 strike and I'm very happy owning Marriott at 133 and then hopefully see a pop and uh, being able to sell calls against this position. Yeah, and if I was to trade it today, I'd probably look at the 130, 131, just give a little more downside, but I'm, I'm very happy with the 133 we did. Yeah, a few others. I mean, we, we were looking at Oxy. Uh, yeah. Oxy Quite interesting. Right now, the strike price is higher uh, because we like to uh, sell puts here at the lowest close indicator. But as you can see, Occidental Petroleum has made a nice range. It's Warren Buffett's favorite right now. He's heavily pouring money into Oxy. 
And there was an opportunity a little bit earlier to sell the 58 put. Uh, you were actually looking at the 57 put. Yeah, and we see that you know what Oxy has done. You have the oil and gas play this year where oil stocks have rallied significantly. But uh, when the news came out, look at all of that volume. When uh, Buffett was investing, you, you see the Buffett trade in that support there. Traders really loving Oxy because of that. But I wanted to get in a little bit lower. I was looking at the 57 strike. It was close to being what I wanted, um, but I was hoping we get just a little more downside so I could get some more premium. That wasn't the case. So watching it still, I like the 40, uh, 57 though. Yeah, and talking about the volume, you see uh, volume before Buffett loves it, volume after yep. Buffett loves it. So we, we definitely see a, a higher volume here, but we were also looking at uh, some other energy stocks. So uh, I think it was BLO. Yeah. Uh, Valero, another good candidate, as we can see also trading right here at the support. Recently broke a little bit below that support, but uh, still fairly solid levels here at uh, 100. And we talked about the round numbers, they are actually providing good support. Yeah, it, it sometimes ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you were talking about Valero, let's say, and uh, you're, you're probably if I, you're talking to a friend, you're probably not going to say, yes, I saw support at 101.57. <laughs> but it's easy to say, yeah, I'd be a buyer at 100. And it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy many times. Yeah. So another one that popped up uh, that is super interesting is MGM. MGM Resort. So we looked at those uh, with a strike price of 27. See that they have been trading here in a range between 38 and 50, fell down uh, right now trading in a range between, I want to say 28 and 36, and that would be a good range. Uh, so if you like MGM to be a buyer here at 27.50, I think that's a great level to sell puts. Yeah, and go back uh, pre-pandemic, Marcus, because this is where I, I think that this is solid. We see that in 2019, it did get down to 22.50, but it had these nice support levels. And once it started to move higher, you had these nice levels, 25, 27, 50, even 30, um, and we're right where we were before. I think we could really discount that pandemic drop with this type of stock um, just because it was so extreme. So I think it was decent. The only reason I didn't trade it, I'm in LVS. Yeah, and there's a high correlation between LVS and uh, MGM, obviously. So that's why uh, we didn't do this. Now, talking about LVS, super interesting because uh, we have been in LVS. Uh, cost basis of 4686. Uh, we have been selling calls over the last few weeks. And this morning, since we did have a drop here in LVS this morning, so uh, today LVS is down 7%. We were able to buy back these calls. And <clears throat> we were talking about it. I, I was close to just saying, you know what, I'll just let it expire. But we know that this is based on news out of China that COVID cases have spiked again. And we, we know that this rally uh, that recently happened, let me just zoom on the last three months, here we go. This rally was caused by news, what was it, rumors that Macau is opening again and LVS has a huge uh, operation on Macau, on Macau. I think it's the only operation that they have right now. It's only Macau, right? I believe so, I believe so. And I, Marcus, I, I think that the spike came a little bit, or the, the rumor came a little bit sooner. We had that spike and then a quick pullback. And then when that news came out, you had that nice rally and, and break to the upside. This thing's just going crazy, but that's why I decided to buy them back as well. I had the 44 calls that I sold last week or, or rolled to from my 4250s when we were above 4250. 
um, bought those back for two cents because I really wanted to free up that uh, obligation um, just in case we get this crazy spike because this one's moving. Right, and this is just on news uh, that uh, China might be shutting down again because of their COVID cases. So this might very quickly pop back as we have seen. That's uh, definitely a volatile stock. Yep. So this would be a good one right now back in this range and markets do have a memory, which means that this 43.50 was a high that we had a few days ago. It is very likely that we go back to these highs. Yep, I would agree. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, several other possibilities, but these were the most interesting ones. I think uh, Intuit, we also looked at Intuit, talked about it. Intuit is uh, probably taking over the world in personal <laughs> finance, right? And we see that uh, they, they, they did really well, uh, moved higher at this spike, but then we're pulling back and right now have found a range. I, I still think that uh, Marriott and MGM are, are more solid candidates. Yeah, you, you see the trading here. I mean, it's, it's lost about 50% of its value from the highs in 2021. The moves in MGM and uh, were just a little bit more orderly for me. Yeah, these nice ranges. So. I like the other ones a little bit better, but definitely something to consider. Yeah, plenty of opportunities on the scanner today because markets were moving lower. Um, we just talked about it moving higher right now. S&P still down, Nasdaq still down, but we are coming off the lows yeah. uh, now, positive for the day. So we'll that, see where we end. Nice little move there. Okay. Will the losing streak be snapped? Or do we have a fifth losing day? You wanna bet that we'll finish higher? I want to bet that we are finishing higher. Yeah, today. me too. That oh, okay. we can't do that. No, we can't do that. <laughs> this is no fun. <laughs> Good job, Marcus. <laughs> okay, anyhow, if you're interested in how exactly we're trading these markets and the wheel strategy that we are talking about, take a look at this video here. Uh, this is where we explain the wheel strategy in, I don't know, 13, 15 minutes. So it's a super quick video. Take a look at this one, and then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.